All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, November 30th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. And I'm Chris, yet again, your favorite wannabe O intern. Yes, I mean, again, Pat is on injury reserve. Um, again, let's not speculate as to what's going on. When and if he comes back, he will be able to tell his story. Um, I don't think people are prepared. I don't think people are prepared, but um, no one ever is. Definitely not. This uh, It'll be a good story for sure. I'm looking it, forward to it. It definitely will. So we're doing the preview episode, and we've got a few big movies opening up. Mm-hmm. It's looking like the theaters are pretty packed with options. Yes, they are. And and a different variety of options. Not, not all the same genre. Some of them are event films. Yeah. Some of them are foreign films. Yeah. They, who, who knows how this weekend's going to go? So let's start with Renaissance, the Beyonce concert film that was announced after the smashing success of the Taylor Swift concert film. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Concert event, not film. It's an yeah, event, not no, a film. Yes. It mm-hmm. wasn't part of my AMC subscription, which I don't <laughs> think this will be the same. I think this will be, I mean, I think this will be the same. I think Renaissance is also an event. Yeah, I th- I believe I saw the ticket prices are again around like $19, $20 for this at AMC's. Yeah, and AMC is not going to comp me, which, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing. Um, uh, no offense to Beyonce, no offense to the Beehive, although they'll probably take offense because mm-hmm. just like the Swifties, they take offense of everything. I I have no interest in this film. I'm not a Beyonce fan in any capacity. I never have been. But the but that doesn't matter because what matters is this is a movie on the schedule that wasn't there a few months ago that is going to bring in money. Mm-hmm. And that's what theaters need. Now, again, AMC, you got to comp the people who keep your lights on. I'm not going to (laughs) get mad as I did about the Taylor Swift event because, again, I understand, you know, people are trying to keep their businesses running. But, you know, I'm upset when I get scammed, even though I love a scammer. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But uh, this movie Obviously, got not going to reach the reach the heights of Taylor Swift, which opened to ninety two point six, ninety two point eight. I'm sorry, jeez. Yeah, this is sort of a more along the lines of other concert films that have come out before your Bieber's, your BTS's, your Miley Cyrus's, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. But what no. is the buzz? On campus, because you are a college man, what is the buzz on campus about re- a renaissance of Beyonce event? Honestly, nothing. And people are still talking about Taylor Swift because recently all the Spotify rap stuff came out and everyone is posting theirs. And Taylor Swift is on a lot of people's Spotify raps. And mm-hmm. I have not seen any Beyonce yet. So the buzz is still with Taylor. Yeah. So... Here's what I'll say about this film. I saw the trailer for this before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And what I think is a problem with this film is that there's too many behind the scenes things. Yeah, this is more of like a documentary, right? Not just like a straight up concert recorded, basically. 
Yes. And the yeah. strength of the Taylor Swift event via era's event was that it was akin to being there. It was the closest mm-hmm. thing you had to getting a ticket. There wasn't the scenes behind the scenes where the dancers go up and hug her and say, oh, my God, this is a dream come true. Thank you for employing me. Slurping her ass. Mm-hmm. There's scenes like that in this Beyonce movie. The That is something that has been done before. There's different documentaries like this that have come and gone. If Beyonce truly wanted to get that Taylor Swift action, just make it the concert. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot behind the scenes. Don't do any of that stuff. Make it like I bought a ticket for this concert and I just have a seat that's like pretty far back. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like make it so that I'm instead of experiencing the concert live when I'm there, I'm just staring at the screen the whole time. You know, those big screens in the arenas. Mm -hmm. I'm just staring at that screen. I'm not watching you on the stage. I'm staring at the screen. Make it that. Yeah, definitely. Now, I don't think it's going to affect the box office that much because I don't think this thing is uh, is going to set the world on fire again. More millions for theaters that weren't there a few months ago. That's great. Mm-hmm. But that, I think, is a mistake. I think going forward, if you want to maximize the way Taylor Swift did, just make it like the concert. Yeah, definitely. And But I do think this is also one of those things where just like Taylor Swift, it is more for like hardcore fan base. I really don't think this is going to have any outside appeal. No one like me. I don't plan on going to see this film. And I'm already not a Beyonce fan, so I think Mm -hmm. it's also going to be like that, too. Just Taylor's core fan base is so much stronger at this point in their careers. You nailed it. If Beyonce would have done this 10 years ago, 15 years Mm -hmm. ago, then we're talking Bafa Bobo. Oh, 100%. It's just that Taylor Swift is hitting this wave of notoriety at at the same time that her movie came out. So Mm -hmm. that is why it did so much money. We can't really say this is going to be a failure. If even if it makes a God, a fifth or uh, less, it's going to make less than that of what Taylor Swift made. It's just culturally right now. Beyonce is not at a peak the way Taylor Swift is. I also think Beyonce is a little more of a worldwide type of artist where Taylor definitely is stronger, like back, back domestically. So I think that also yes. has a, a play to it too. Cause I know Taylor's concert tours, I think played more in America while on the opposite for Beyonce, she's played a lot more tours abroad so far. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I definitely think that this is going to inject some cash when we need it, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's going to have, like you said, a, a limited, limited appeal. Mm-hmm. Now, Clayton, I have a question for you. What's oh, a worse look? Going to Taylor Swift alone or going to the Beyonce film alone? I, I think I think the Taylor Swift, just because of the number of young kids, mm-hmm. the Beyonce movie. Listen, when we get these demos in, it could be the biggest the biggest demos, 13 to 15, or it's mm-hmm. it's like uh, nine to 12. I don't know. I just don't see as many little, little kids going to see the Beyonce movie as I'm sorry, event as the Taylor mm-hmm. Swift era's event. That's the reason why I feel like I could just go in 
to the Beyonce movie and watch it and not feel not, not feel as out of place as weird as that mm. sounds. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, and especially with the documentary footage, there'll, there'll be breaks of the jumping around and filming videos and dancing in the middle of the theater. So I yes. think that also makes the environment a little more adult friendly for. Yeah. For yeah. I, there's less chance, like you said, of me getting swept up in a, uh, a, a dance circle. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which would definitely be the death of me online. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't yes, want that but, out there. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so no buzz on campus. And I think that's because she, Beyonce has started to put out more albums that are art pieces than hit songs. And Taylor yeah. Swift has hit songs currently. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to bring in more people than sort of a artsy behind the scenes documentary hybrid concert event that renaissance seems to be yeah definitely and taylor swift's been doing the thing where she's like re-recording all of her music too so she's probably been finding a lot of new people through that because even though it's old stuff it's coming out as like new music so i think that's been helping her a lot too Oh, she's she's the scammer of all scammers. I've said this. She uh, bowed down to the queen of scams. Mm -hmm. That used to be a thing. And you're too young for this. And I mentioned this when Kirk was on the episode and he got it because he's Gen X like me. Not like you're you're Gen Z. Pat Mm -hmm. is millennial. That's a fact. I'm going to clear that up right now. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Anybody who's listening. Pat is a millennial as much as he says he's Gen X. That is a fabrication. Yeah. He has a youthful glow. You can tell. The man doesn't age physically, but mm-hmm. the data, the the birth date spells it out. Millennial mm-hmm. to his core. Mm-hmm. Now, I was talking to Kirk and it was when when artists had to re-record their hits for contractual reasons and they put them on CDs and you got one of those CDs and you saw that you were pissed. Mm-hmm. You were angry. You were mad. Now. Taylor Swift's people are lapping it up. The Swifties lap it up mm-hmm. like milk. They love it. They're lapping it up. She has created such an enterprise full of scams, positive scams. The bracelets, those bracelets, oh, yeah, the, scams, yeah. scams. But it's it's great. I I am pro scam. I uh, yeah, me too. Go for it. So let's talk. John Woo mm-hmm. coming back doing an american film for the first time could this be since paycheck with ben affleck uma thurman and aaron eckhart 20 years ago 2003 yeah i was gonna say i'm pretty sure the last time you did an american film was 2003 that is sick Mm -hmm. what does john woo mean to the average young person at the moment nothing to us right now all of our action stars are like john wick tom tom cruise still is there mission impossible ethan hunt he's still he's still big for us but all these like new live action franchise like even the equalizer probably means more to my generation than john woo wow okay so john woo when i was growing up he came over from uh he came over and he made face off he mm-hmm. made a few movies. He made Broken Arrow, yeah. I believe. He made Face Off. Face Off was a huge one. He made he made Hard Target, I believe, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Had the doves flying everywhere, the double guns. 
Uh, big, yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think this name means anything except for two very, very hardcore fans. So you also have the issue of this being a movie. We're talking Silent Night. Mm-hmm. A movie without a star. Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. he. I mean, people might know him, but like, yeah, he's not. He's definitely not a headliner. He's no. in the hot wings. So I think, I mean, this is a, a one-to-one comp here for this release is Violent Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which came out at the same time last year, mm-hmm. but had a star in the sense of uh, David Harbour. And Santa. Now, and Santa. Santa's a big IP. You're right. I, Santa mm-hmm. is a big IP. Now, David Harbour is not a butts in the seats star when it comes to movies, but he's definitely a star in the sense of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. He's a well liked guy. Uh, that movie did really well for yeah. its budget. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see the same buzz about this movie that that movie had. No, I don't think so. I know we're not critics, huh? Huh? But I've I've heard so far the reviews aren't great. And I don't know if this is going to turn audiences off or not, but Silent Night apparently is meaning towards there's like little to no dialogue in this entire film. Joel Kinnaman has like lost his voice or something. So is there there's barely any dialogue in this film. And I don't know what that does for audiences, but yeah. Yes, that is very true. Americans like to just fill up silence with uh, blabber. Yeah. As you can tell from the proliferation of podcasts, not (laughs) ours, because ours is, of course, a historical document. We're doing God's work and Mm -hmm. this will be looked at, you know, by by uh, archaeologists in the future. Oh, we'll be in the Smithsonian one day. Absolutely. What was society like? in 2020 2021 21 you know on and on Mm -hmm. and by knowing what's going on in the box office they'll know what's going on in society so even if this is the only remaining record of these years they will have a full picture of society Mm -hmm. through us so we are not one of those mindlessly blathering podcasts but i'm looking here at violent night 13.4 million dollar opening Legged out to 50, not too shabby on a pretty small budget, $20 million budget. I mean, this opened December 2nd, so pretty much almost to the day that uh, Silent Night is. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think this is getting a lot of theaters either is the problem. I think this is going to be a 2000 theater release, so not huge, still mm-hmm. wide, but not huge. And, you know, action has had a resurgence, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking this thing is gonna, this thing is gonna probably cry macho. Yeah, I mean, action always has that baseline of whoever the hell is going to see those Liam Neeson movies. So it's at least Mm -hmm. making three, four million. But anything above that, I'm not totally sure. And I think with, yeah, like you, like you said at the beginning, this movie theater weekend, every basically since Thanksgiving, the movie theaters are packed with a variety of different options and something mm-hmm. has to get lost in the shuffle. And I think silent night might be one of those films. And I mean, we still, that's the thing is 
I think uh, I'm not by any means saying there's too much product. I would never say there's too much no, product. Because there's never enough. Is, there's never enough, right? Mm. But uh, we still have a very strong slate uh, continuing on. We have Hunger Games, which people are loving. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Napoleon, which is doing yeah. well. You know, Trolls Band Together is eating Wish's lunch. So <laughs> we have options here. Thanksgiving. We got an, mm -hmm. We've got a horror movie. We've got something for the Gorehounds. And I know this is an action film, so mm -hmm. it's not a one-to-one -one with the Gorehounds, but it's bloody. It looks mm -hmm. like it's going to be a bloody, violent movie. So I, I, my, I have very low, low expectations for this film. Yeah, me too. I don't think it's going to cry macho. I think it will do a little bit with that. I do think John Woo, I don't know how much he means, like I said, but I do think that could maybe give him give this movie a little bit of a bump higher than just your standard Liam Neeson action thriller that comes out three times a year. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, could John Woo's name as the director, could that mean more than Liam Neeson as the star? That is a good Ooh. question. That, I guess we'll that's a good see. question. Yeah. We'll have to see. Absolutely. Now we were talking by the water cooler before the show mm -hmm. at Boys uh, HQ. Boys HQ. Yeah, absolutely. And you were saying you were probably going to see Silent Night, mm -hmm. but then a little movie called Godzilla, Godzilla minus, minus one. one crept into your radar that it's possibly mm -hmm. available for you to see. And you were thinking, maybe I see this now. What is the mm -hmm. buzz on Godzilla minus one? So there's not a lot of buzz like around the campus for this, but like just personally online, I've seen a, a lot of buzz and I've, I've really enjoyed these um, legendary Godzilla monster verse movies. And apparently this is like one of the best Godzilla movies ever based on initial reviews. And mm -hmm. like I said before, I know we're not critics, huh? But huh? these, these reviews are slightly changing my mind a little bit. And they just added a time at my local theater, which is at the same time as Silent Night. So I'm internally debating which film I want to go see. And Silent Night kind of has the stench of a stinker, while Godzilla Minus One doesn't. And you always know, stinkers turn turn people off. Absolutely, yeah. If it's between a stinker and a movie with good buzz and critical reviews, now again, cr critical reviews don't mean as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. But 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. Tomatoes, that's at least something to think about, right? Mm -hmm. And this isn't even really a domestic play either. This is definitely more of a worldwide play. So the domestic numbers don't matter to this film as much either. So I'm just glad. Oh, it's yeah, here. that's we, we are the gravy. Most mm -hmm. of the time, the other countries are the gravy for us. Yeah, this, this time point, we are the gravy. We are the gravy. So so I think this is a coming out in a thousand theaters Mm -hmm. And there's a chance, and I'm thinking there's a chance that this beats out Silent Night just because I'm... of the interest. Godzilla is not as strong of an IP as as it could be when it's released in Americanized versions. Mm -hmm. But I think this one is for the hardcore Godzilla people who think this Americanized Godzilla is sort of a lame-o. Uh, this is the real shit. I think that's going to draw those people out. 
I honestly, and I know we'll talk about this more later. I think this has a chance of topping Wish's second weekend because you, Ooh. as we've seen for the past few years, ever since post COVID and even during COVID, these Japanese import films, I know a lot of them are anime, but you really can never bet against them because they always somehow doing bet end up doing better than what you think they will do. Mm-hmm. Because they have fan bases that track the release dates that mm-hmm. are making sure that they are finding a way to see this film in theaters because it's a limited time event and it's an experience yeah. that you can talk about where something like wish is just another homogenized product squirted out of the you know the uh, tube of disney content that, that people are not plus. excited about yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, It'll be on Disney exactly. Plus in like 30 days by Christmas, so families might just wait for that. Absolutely. I mean, and then you get, I mean, the thing with Disney Plus is it gets into this vicious cycle of I'll I'll wait for Disney Plus. So then the movie comes out, it doesn't do well. And so then it goes to Disney Plus sooner to try and mm-hmm. cover up. And then soon you're gonna have a three-day turnaround for these movies. <laughs> yeah, but so, <laughs> so that that that's my thoughts with that. Godzilla minus one. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, the only mm-hmm. other thing I think we need to talk about here with new releases is Angel mm-hmm. Studios at it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about scammers, Taylor Swift is the queen. <laughs> Angel Studios is the king yep. um, of scams. The Shift by Angel Studios is coming out this weekend. What? I mean, there can't be buzz on campus about The Shift. There just can't be. Yeah, I there's no there there wasn't even actually there kind of was sound of freedom did break through a little bit. I, I take that back. But yeah, there's no there's no um no buzz about the shift. I'm on their website right now and it says they have sold two hundred and five thousand tickets. So well, okay. I feel I feel like we did that something you're right, they must be scammers because something's not adding up because I feel like when they came out with that documentary last month or something like that, we, you guys did the math on air of what that would expect it to be yeah. grossing based off of how many tickets were supposedly sold. And it was like half of that, I believe. Yeah. Well, that was after death. And we, and I yeah. thought for sure from what the ticket sales on the website said mm-hmm. that this thing would open to what, like 15 and it ended up not happening. So, yeah. so we'll see with this one, but this has, you know, Sean Astin in it, mm-hmm. Neil McDonough. I mean, this is not, listen, I like Sean Astin, but this is not a sort of powerhouse, you know, Jim Caviezel sort of film that um, I think is going to clean up. So I, you know, this is another church bus play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think this is going to do much. It's definitely not going to break into the zeitgeist. Definitely not. You know, the way Sound of Freedom did. So so I don't think we have to talk too much about it unless unless it breaks out, unless something happens and this thing catches the attention of the culture. With and honestly, with Angel Studios, you really I guess you really never know because who would have thought Sound of Freedom did what it did? I, I mean, I think the thing that we've realized is the buying forward, the the pay it forward sort of ticket scam Mm -hmm. only works when there is that driving reasoning that people can get behind which 
listen, go back to our Sound of Freedom episodes if you want to listen to that whole Mishigash, because I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. But there is a driving reason why people are buying tickets. And that's really hard to create those sort of galvanizing things every time. Yeah. So they painted themselves into a corner. Unless they do it less often, then it becomes less meaningful. Yeah. And yeah, trying it three times in a year, you're right. I don't think that's going to, that's definitely going to work. Maybe once a year they can do it every few years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, try trying to pull that three times in a year. You could scam me once, fool, shame on me, scam me twice, you know, all that. Yeah. Stuff. It's like the Salvation Army comes out around Christmas and rings the bell. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not out there in flip flops and Bahama shorts, you know, with a bucket you know, being yeah. like, you know, it's summer. Aloha. Come give us money. They don't <laughs> mm-hmm. do that. They do it once a year. Yeah. So do you, do we want to do our top fives? This is going to be an interesting top five here. Now, since you are, you're, you know what? You're not the guest. You're the yeah, co-host. I'm, yeah, I'm the co-host. Uh, so I can say, I can say whether I want to go first or I don't want to go first. And I'm going to let you go first. Okay. All right. Uh, so number one, slam doing Beyonce. I'm gonna put her at around. I'll, I'll give her 21 mil. I think okay. I think she can do that. Then for number two, I'm gonna say Hunger Games. I think it's gonna drop slightly less than 50 percent because it did have a surprisingly good hold last week. I think that's gonna continue. I think that's gonna mm-hmm. end at around 16 million, maybe 17. Then I'm going to go number three, Napoleon, that I think that's going to have a relatively good hold, maybe dropping about 50%. I'm going to say it's going to be at $10 million. Then for number four, Wish, I'm going to have at $8 million. It's definitely going to drop more than 50%. And honestly, I'm not even confident with that 8 mil. And then right below that, I've got Zillow minus one at $7 million. But again, I think that could that and Wish could definitely flip-flop. Now, we had Hunger Games surprise us last weekend. Mm -hmm. Is there any world where this movie drops maybe, let's say, 30% and Renaissance doesn't tank but really underperforms? Can Hunger Games 3-peat? Is there a world that we live in where that is possible? Yes, but my only thought, because I, I did think about that at first when I was first making these, when I was first creating my predictions, but I do think now the college kids are back at school. Mm-hmm. I, I'm personally busy. I know all my friends are. Finals are coming up. I'm not sure they have as much free time to go to the movies, especially to watch a film that is like almost three hours long. Yeah. So I, I really, I, there, there is, I definitely think that is possible, but I think it is pretty unlikely just based, based off of the timing. I love that. Finals are coming up. You heard mm-hmm. it here from Christopher. That is going to affect the Hunger Games uh, box office. So with that, I will say Renaissance is going to open in number one. I'm less high on this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably say it's going to open around 19. Okay. Number two, I do think Hunger Games. I think it's going to stay strong. I think, like you said, I think this is going to be a 50% or less dropper here. So I'm going to say around 14 Mm-hmm. Again, three Napoleon. I I just think there's nothing else really that can compete with this. It's going to have a good hold, I think, because the buzz has been pretty good. 
Yeah. So top three feels pretty locked. This is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think wish eats shit because Dude. as much as the grats need their cheese, like we said, trolls is cheese. Trolls, trolls is brie. Trolls cheese. Yep. And and wish is Limburger. So I'm gonna go Godzilla minus one. Oh. And I'm gonna say that is your number four. And you know, fuck it. I'm gonna say trolls band together. Oh. I'm gonna say trolls band together beats wish just because. This thing has no buzz. It's no, about it's the cute. goddamn star that you wish upon, which is so lame. Kids mm-hmm. are rejecting this. They're trying. I got any. I got a text from a friend of the show who I've seen many movies with, who's been on the show, and sent this thing where Wish is now. The theaters are now giving out bracelets for Wish oh, if you geez. attend to try and bite off the Taylor Swift charm bracelets. It's just getting sad and pathetic. I think everybody can smell the stink of wish. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be uh, out of the top five. How Shockingly. far do you think, how far do you think wish is going to drop? Oh, I, it's right under trolls. You think it's right under trolls. Do you yeah, think there's any I, way the shift somehow does better? You know, I, that's the thing. I don't think, I, I think silent night beats the shift. Mm-hmm. Ben, do you think there's any but, chance Silent Night could somehow surprisingly do like seven or eight million? I just don't. I just don't because John Woo doesn't mean anything to to anybody really anymore. Mm-hmm. Joe Kenneman is a nobody, which I'm sure he's a great guy or he's a monster, yeah. whichever one. <laughs> I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's just nothing to this that separates it from Violent Night, which we saw last year and that had Santa. So you had Santa Mm -hmm. plus David Harbor and that got to 13, but I just think this thing is going to not perform at all. I'm just hearing no buzz about it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I I don't think that would be, I mean, we've seen crazier things before, but yeah, I agree. I don't think wish could drop that bad. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Listen, Mm. I'm trying to make it fun. We'll see how this goes. I mean, I just think nobody's nobody's interested in Wish anymore. Yeah, Wish. Yeah, it's it's probably it's like day old Brie at this point. While Trolls is still. Oh fresh. my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got mold on it. You can see yeah. it. Turn it around. <laughs> it's almost blue cheese. Yeah, exactly. It, that's the thing. Is like that's what happens to some of these Disney movies. Is they uh, become blue cheese down the road. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't help their 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 theaters run right now. I use Black Cauldron as a as a, an example. That was a movie that people looked at as Limburger, and then it mm. uh, it got so moldy it became blue cheese, and people enjoyed it. So we'll see, we'll see. I I think? I, I, th- I think Wish does not have any sort of afterlife in any way because people it just it just has nothing going for it. Do you think Wish is basically going to pull a strange world with its run and just like keep dropping and dropping and dropping then? I, I absolutely do. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing is, we thought Strange World was bad because of how pulpy sci-fi it yeah. was and and nobody likes that stuff. But at least it was trying something. This feels yeah. like it is nothing, an absolute nothing burger. So, yes, people watch it on Disney Plus because it's a mindless activity to put on Disney plus and an mm-hmm. animation movie for your children. 
I mean, that's what Disney likes. They want that. Yeah. They want like they want Disney to be the brand. They want Disney to be for kids what Kleenex is for tissues. Disney, mm. Disney, Disney. That's what they want. And so they might have that with the streamer, but they they're not having that at the theater. Kids want trolls. They don't want stars. Yeah, and it's still so crazy. Even two weeks ago, I I think even Disney thought they had a huge like hit on their hands. Everyone and everyone was talking about Encanto like that was going to be a win, even though two years ago that was viewed as a failure. And now, yeah, it's it pulled a strange world. Well, the yardstick keeps moving, which is dangerous because we're getting to the point where Black Adam is now looking like a success. success. And when mm-hmm. Black Adam is looking like a success, you know that the yardstick has moved too far. Yeah, and actually, I saw. Um, actually, it's funny that you met. I saw someone today talk about that same thing with how, based on Hunger Games budget and how much it's going to do, they're calling it a relative win because everyone thought it was going to kind of bomb. And mm-hmm. the same numbers for Dune. Um, Dune is basically doing the same numbers as Hunger Games, and that budget was fifty million more. But that was heralded as like a savior of cinema. So yeah, this yardstick yeah. just keeps just keeps yeah. changing. We have to control the yardstick. It's very important mm-hmm. to control the yardstick. So, uh, Christopher, is there anything else you need to talk about before we end this little shindig? Uh, not really, no. I think we're good. Nice. So, of course, Christopher, senior intern Christopher, mm-hmm. takes care of our socials. He does the vertical videos. He does our TikToks. He keeps Jack in line. Mm-hmm. Jack, who does his great write-ups for us every week, twice a week, is mm-hmm. posting on our Substack. I mean, the the kid, you got the kid in line. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, the kid is in line. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I try. It, it can be hard sometimes, but I, I try. Durango, is he like? Is he like? Uh, is he like a cat trying to give a cat a bath? Sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. All right, but you know, I don't ever hear about it. Pat never hears about it. So that you are doing your job, my friend. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you want to email us, e- email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Go on Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us five stars. Say, love the show. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, and here's the thing. This is very important. And I don't do this. And I, I'm never, you know, I never get this somber, but um, if you could give us five star reviews, uh, it would really help Pat. Uh, Pat yeah. is in a bad way right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you want Pat to return as host, uh, he needs positive, positive energy. And what's more positive than a five star review on Apple Podcasts? And uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm- don't I'm pretty sure that's what the doctor reviews. prescribed. I'm pretty sure doctor. they prescribed. Yeah, doctor prescribed five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yes, the doctor sat Pat down and said, "Listen, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. It's looking bad. Uh, and uh, if you need you need positive energy, because he went to he went to some like Eastern uh, mm-hmm. doctor who's into yeah. all that stuff. So he's got his crystals. Okay. Um, he's got his herbs. He's got his salves and all that stuff. His salves." Very millennial uh, thing to do, might I add. It is. I know. Absolutely. Gen X, yeah. you know, take me to, to I'm still at the pediatrician that I went to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, give us those five star reviews because it could be the difference between life and death. Truly. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. Um, so anything else? I'm trying to think uh, anything else is going to be in the show notes. Just read the show notes. Huh? Yeah. Um, 
But I think we did it. I don't think I there's think anything left to say, right, Christopher? I don't think there's anything left to say either. Oh, except for until next time. Well, we'll smell, smell you, you at, at the, the box. box. Oh. Oh. Nailed it. Nailed it.